you. This is Two Brain Radio. Please hit subscribe wherever you're watching or listening, and I thank you for doing so. I'm Mike Workin, and I'm here with gym owner and certified Two Brain Fitness business mentor, Chris Plentis. He owns Canna Fitness in Ambler, Pennsylvania. He recently moved locations. He did it in style. He had 160 new leads, 84 sales appointments, 76 of those people showed up, and he had a huge close rate, which resulted in the numbers that you just heard. Way more members, way more revenue. Now, this didn't just happen. Chris followed a specific plan that was created to help gyms launch with lots of members and reach profitability fast. Back when I started my gym, I was losing money for a long time. I started with about 15 members and lost money. That doesn't have to happen anymore. Chris used it when he switched locations, but this plan has also helped brand new gyms launch with 40, 50, 60 or more members. I think the current record right now is 94. So imagine that opening on day one, profitable and thriving with almost 100 members. So this plan can work for you. It is called the Founders Club. That is the basis of it. Chris runs a slightly different version because he moved locations. He didn't start a brand new gym, but the Founders Club is the basis of it. You can find all about it here with me and Chris, but here's a secret. You can find the exact details of that plan in Chris Cooper's book, Start a Gym. You can find that on startagym.com. We'll put the link in the description or show notes. The site also has free resources, including a Founders Club sample flyer, sample social media posts, and an exact Founders Club timeline. The stuff is worth money, but you get it for free if you go to that site. Finally, on that site, you can sign up for the Start a Gym course that's going to help you find success fast. So Chris, you've moved locations and ran a program that added 70 new members in three months? Yep, we ran a Founders Club 2.0. We moved from a space that was 2,200 square feet to 5,500 square feet uh, during the pandemic, and we added 70 members. Like day one at that new location, you're plus 70 members because of one program. We extended the Founders Club 2.0, which builds on the principles of the standard Founders Club. But because this wasn't a brand new gym, we were just simply moving to a bigger location. I wanted to use the principles of Founders Club, but also offer something to my current membership. Um, So we extended that Founders Club a little bit into when we were first operating into the bigger space. But yeah, for the most part, over the span of about three months, added 70 members. And I'm guessing that came with a significant revenue bump, did it not? It did. Um, we went from about eighteen thousand uh, dollars from uh, February of twenty twenty one monthly revenue to over thirty thousand, about thirty three thousand. Okay, okay. So listeners are going to want to know the details. I'm going to dig into this with you. So Chris, details. Let's get right into this. Start from the top and run me through this process of how you got these numbers. Um, so we were planning on moving to a brand new uh, spot, uh, mostly to have big, more space. Of course, then the pandemic hit, so our construction yeah. got delayed, but then it picked back up um, during the pandemic. So we did move to a bigger space. When we were moving, I want to take advantage of the excitement of moving to a brand new space. So working with mentees and who are opening a brand new gym, they should go, absolutely go through the standard Founders Club because it's all about uh, getting founding members, getting recurring revenue going. And so I use that template for brand new people, but moving to a bigger location, you also want to keep in mind your current members. So at first I wasn't actually going to offer anything to current members. I was only running the standard founders club found in our lessons. Uh, But then I got members, seed clients asking me how they could either contribute, how they could help. 
uh, if they could get a t-shirt because everybody loves a t-shirt. And so when enough seed clients asked me about what, how they could get involved, I had to come up with something. So what I did was basically come up with a tiered system, uh, bronze, silver, gold, and platinum levels, and had different things at each level for current members. So uh, at the bottom level, uh, for like 50 bucks, it was a t-shirt. And then we did raffle tickets, which I'll explain in a minute. Um, you know, the next level had the t-shirt, the raffle tickets, uh, but more raffle tickets. Um, and then at some point for the gold, we introduced a 30 minute PT session. And then I didn't think anybody was going to buy the highest level, but I wanted to kind of shoot for the moon and also just be able to price anchor people's expectations, you know, for pricing psychology. So I had a thousand dollar offer. It included um, the T-shirt, a uh, hundred raffle tickets, and it also included a rogue barbell with anything that they wanted on it, like a, their name or some some quote or whatever. I honestly did not expect anybody to get those, but we had four and? members purchase that, <laughs> and two of them actually said that they didn't even want a barbell. And so the the um the amount of people that came out for our current membership uh we had about um 40 about 40% of our current membership bought one of those levels and uh that added about $7,000 of revenue uh that wouldn't have otherwise been included so just for your existing members who are already there paying for your services already paying for services you know the the thing that you got to consider with current members is that you you don't want to necessarily you know, it doesn't help the business if you're offering free things to them because they're already sold, they're already in. And so how can you offer them higher end things, but still be able to make some money from them? The raffle ticket was something that we've done at our, uh, you know, actual, you know, grand opening back, you know, five years ago when we first opened. And so we brought back the raffle ticket idea. The idea is that you can offer higher end things like personal training sessions and supplement packs and uh you know one of the raffles was design a workout of the day and uh you know one of our you know platinum level uh, members put all 100 raffle tickets into that design a workout bucket because he just really wanted to make a make a workout and he also refused to buy you know get a barbell so like the generosity from current membership uh was incredible so what I'm seeing here uh, is like, yeah. you've got people, they know you're moving locations. They obviously know, like, and trust you and they want to support you. So that's great. Right. right away, they're in to a degree that you didn't even see coming. Even better, they want the t-shirt, right? So they're doing free advertising for it by wearing this t-shirt. Yep. And then you've got PT sessions, which like, that's great for them and great for you. But it also allows you to start promoting like hybrid programs, maybe some people who never done PT, maybe do some PT and enjoy it. I'm, I'm guessing that that really exposes a program for you. And then you've got, of course, these like, you know, the C clients, the super clients who just want to like, basically give you a thousand dollars and buy some raffle tickets, get a t-shirt and like, don't even want the barbell. So you, that, yeah. that's a huge had- win. Yep. We actually had more people buy the gold level than the silver level, the gold level, because it included a PT session um, and the silver did not. So more people skipped the silver level and went for the gold, which is 200 bucks, which included a 30 minute uh, PT session uh, because that they saw the value in the coaching. And, uh, you know, and I imagine with COVID and everything, people being more apt to do some more private training, but even our current group members, more of them moved over to a hybrid of group and PT. And I have to imagine 
that was a part of it, them realizing the value of PT. Yeah. Everybody I talk to who has a high average revenue per member, ARM in two brain terms, has a hybrid program, which is, you know, nutrition plus group, PT plus nutrition, or some combination of all of those things, whatever it is. And they get, they've got clients who are paying like three, four, five hundred $500 a month, which is amazing for the gym and for the client because the client gets results. So that covers, you know, kind of what you did for your existing members. Now, some of the listeners yep. here really want to know, they're going to, they're thinking about opening a gym and starting a gym. How does, mm -hmm. what did you do to get all these new people interested in your facility and get such a huge number of leads, show, signups, shows, and then actual members out of it? Yep. So I had already been part of Two Brain uh, for a couple of years. Uh, and, and I also did not open my gym um, following the exact Two Brain Founders Club because I wasn't part of Two Brain. So I went back and I looked and went through the Founders Club modules and followed it to a T, um, setting up the landing page, setting up ads, using two brains, uh, swipe files, ad copy, stock photos. So the only things that I changed was some of the language around what the offer was. So instead of either a six week challenge or a 90 day challenge or something to that effect, it was to join founders club. And so from that we had over the span of, uh, I went through back and ran my numbers for March, April, March through June of 2021, because I started the, the advertising in mid-March of that year and then ended it in the beginning of June. Uh, we had 116 leads. And then from that, about 70 people joined. It's um, a big number. I mean, that's not a huge number. We'll see a huge drop off, right? We'll see the marketing numbers, yep. which I got a hundred leads, 30 of them booked appointments, 15 showed up and like four, and I'm just making those numbers up, but it's not uncommon to see big drop offs from advertising campaigns, from the leads to the actual signups. You managed to carry high percentages all the way through. Yes. And I would absolutely caveat that with saying again, like the vaccines were coming out, people were feeling more comfortable being around others and joining groups. So I don't think these are, uh, you know, they certainly are not guaranteed results. But what I can say is that by following the lessons, uh, you know, in our modules, and then also bumping up a little bit of my ad spend, because I was comfortable at like five to $10 a day, I went to 20, which at the time seemed, you know, like a lot, but looking back, it, it's really not much at all. Um, that definitely helped generate interest. And then, you know, piggybacking on this excitement of opening up in a new place, that is huge. You know, whether it's a brand new gym or if you're opening up in a brand new space, people love to be part of something. People love to be part of a dream. And if you can illustrate that and paint that picture and then bring people in while you're being, while you're fitting the place out, it just creates this excitement that a kind of standard offer throughout the year uh, doesn't give you. So I think the combination of all of those things definitely helped. Um, we definitely had a lot of people come in that were very interested in personal training. So we, of course, you know, would present some of our onboarding for anyone interested in group, but we had people also interested in hybrid and one-on-one. -on -one. So, you know, um, among all of those people that joined, we brought in about 17,000 in front end revenue, um, over the course of those three months, um, which obviously definitely helped with the, uh, the pandemic drop that we experienced. Yeah. And I'm going to guess you said front end revenue, which is, you know, the, the, the nice thing, but your retention I'm sure is pretty good. So you're getting back end revenue because these people are staying because they love you and you're doing a great job. Right. So this is, this is really a huge value play that exists for like months and probably years in your case with great retention. Yep. 
And I went through because I was also thinking like, oh, maybe, you know, my numbers are skewed because we had a lot of returning members, people who, you know, quit during the pandemic. And then they decided to just join up and just kind of jump back into class. But when I ran my numbers and I looked at the people who were coming in out of those about 70 people, only about 20 of them were returning members. So the remaining 50 were brand new people. Um who are either paying for our onboarding process that we call Basecamp or jumping straight to PT, one-on-one PT, or some combination of the two. Um, And then out of those 70, over half of them are still with us to this day. There you go. So that's front-end revenue, back-end revenue. The retention is great. This is a huge thing for your gym. Listeners, if you want to know more about the Founders Club, it is at startagym.com. You can certainly click out of this show, go there right now and get those free resources. We're going to give you a few more details about it. So Chris... Tell me about what you gave people in this Founders Club. And the thing that I always like, like, you know, is, you know, you go to any rock concert and you see there, there's a couple of guys in the back in leather jackets and they're just like, ah, I saw them before they were cool, you know, and it, they're wearing the t-shirt from like the, like the first album kind of thing. The Founders Club has a bit of that element where it's like that, like you said, you kind of want to be there on day one. You have the you have the thing that you have to earn. You can't buy it. There is a lot of like sort of status that goes with it. And the cool part about this is that it doesn't cost the gym a ton of time and effort, but it really has a huge effect on the psychology of members. And it does create this, like, I'm invested, I helped kind of situation. So what did you give away in your founders club and create value for these people? Because one of the things that we talk about in True Brain a lot of times, don't discount things, right? Like discounting memberships off the bat can be just this gunshot wound that bleeds you out for the rest of your life, paid in full, like, ah, had someone pay for a lifetime membership. That's a disaster waiting to happen. Do not do that. What did you do to add value without gutting your business? Yep. Yeah. Talking with mentees or opening a gym, definitely do not recommend discounting their ongoing memberships. Um, So what you want to do is you want to add value. You want to basically have a value stack where the value of the package of something that they were going to receive is going to be more than uh, their their standard membership. So the t-shirt is definitely a common thing that people will give away. So yes, there's a, a cost of, you know, buying shirts, but there is also the uh, amount that you pay for the shirt versus the value that you're presenting to the member, right? Um, at the time, because of the pandemic, there was that collective uh, of companies that were kind of giving away these gift cards. Uh, so you got like 20 bucks to each of these companies. Um, so we got a stack of those. We included those. Um, so that was a $100 value. Uh, we also advertise our biometric scan. So we have an in-body machine. So we said that was a $45 value. Uh, and then we also have these duffel bags that are branded with our gym logo and name, um, shaker bottle, similarly branded, and then supplement samples. Um, and so we said that was, you know, a 30 to $40 value. Um, and so when you add all it up, we said, Hey, you're going to get an extra $200 worth of stuff in addition to this gym membership that it seems like you've been thinking about already. So why not get in, you know, when we build our landing page, when we're talking with people, we say that we're looking for 10 founding members. So that creates some scarcity there. Uh, And then you also put a deadline on it. So you say, Hey, this is only going to be open for a certain amount of time. After that, this offer won't be around. So you're not trying to trick people, but what you're trying to do is you're trying to encourage them to do the thing that they already want to do and do it in a timely manner that helps both them. And of course you, as a business. 
let's be real. You're, you're changing their lives. Like we all know this as gym owners, like, you know, that, the, that your program works, you're not doing a bait and switch. You're not offering them, you know, 40 pounds in two days or whatever the, you know, the nonsense is, Correct. you know, that you can help these people, you know, that they want in all you're doing is just helping them make that decision and stick to it rather than waver and go back to old habits that are not going to benefit their health and fitness. When you laid this stuff out, so you list a whole bunch of stuff that you, you're giving away. Uh, well, not giving away the whole bunch of stuff that you're including with a Founders Club membership. Did you actually lay out that value piece by piece to them and say like, hey, this is this, this is this, this is this $200 value? Yep. So the landing page, and then we're talking about for a standards Founders Club. So this does yeah. not have to apply only Founders Club 2.0. Anybody who's opening a gym uh, or moving to a new space, this is what you would put on a landing page. So you lay out every single item. You put the dollar amount uh, in parentheses past it. But then at the top, what you're doing is you're saying, uh, I, the words I use is, um, we're expanding, looking for 10 founding members to reserve a spot at Kana Fitness 2.0. You'll snag over $200 in free extras. And it includes bum, 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 bum. Um, and then and of course, important. the last thing should be something like bragging rights, which is priceless. <laughs> that's important. Like laying that, that number out because you know what it's worth, right? You know the stuff in your head, but the average person, if you don't lay out those numbers, they don't know what you're what you're including there. They're just like, oh, it's just some of this stuff, that stuff, whatever. When you lay it out, and I've seen this done, it starts to stack up. It starts to have a snowball effect and people start to realize that there's some free stuff. And how many times have you know, you've been out shopping when, you know, ah, buy two, get one free. You're like, I'm in, right? Like that extra value, right. that something for nothing, quote unquote, that idea works. It's worked in sales probably since cavemen were selling rocks, right? Like it works. People want more stuff. They want added value. I remember being at the Arnold uh, Sports Festival in Columbus, Ohio, and it was in the, the vendor room. And I remember walking past these endless lines of shredded people waiting in line. And I remember somebody saying, what are we waiting in line for? And someone says, I have no idea, but it's free and it's got to be awesome. Right. And this was just like this, this mentality works. So laying that out is super, super important. On the, the other thing, yeah, let go me ahead. Just say one thing. The other thing that people, when they're thinking about offering a founders club, don't pigeonhole people into or don't offer something that is only related to group or only related to PT. So with a founders club with tangible items, I like that for a couple of reasons. Number one, you can give that to somebody who's coming in for group. You can give that to somebody who's coming in for PT. You can give that to somebody who's coming in for hybrid or even nutrition only. Right. So it's it's service agnostic. You still want to go in with the mentality that when someone's coming in, you're going to do a no sweat intro. You're going to do the standard sales process and make a prescription based on whatever it is you feel like is best for that person. So you're not creating a founders club only for a group or only for PT. So having tangible items is nice. The other reason I like tangible items is because people can take a picture of it. You can take a picture of it and post it on social media, but also people can take a picture of it. Uh, and then post it to their socials and create this effect of marketing for you. So even if you offer something that's a service or uh, something like a biometric scan, which you're obviously not giving the machine to them, but what I like to do for something like that is either print out or get uh, a certificate and have some sort of tangible way to represent whatever that service is. So there's a certificate for an in-body biometric scan. You put the dollar amount below that, $45 value, and then they have to hand that in to you. Uh, so in addition to something that they can take a picture of with the other goodies that they get, it's also a way to keep track of people and what kind of services they're receiving. So whether it's a free PT session or a free biometric scan, print 
gift certificates out because it's easier both from a marketing perspective and also a way for you to keep track of who has what. Because not that I think people would really do this, but theoretically, they could keep coming back every month and be like, oh, I need a biometric scan. I, I, I want a biometric scan, right? So that's just a tip in terms of both a marketing play, but also um, a way to keep track of what people are actually getting. And you're, and you're right, though, because if you just say, oh, I've got a free biometric scan, you forget about that. You don't use it or whatever. Actually yeah, having a physical thing, you will, you know, A, the business can track it, but B, the person actually feels like this is a thing. Uh, and I talked right. to a gym owner who had a, a very high-end VIP card that he used and it was a physical thing that was like presented as precious. And it felt precious when his members received it to refer their friends. And uh-huh. it's, it, he showed it to me, it's like this, it looks like a black v, or a, a Visa gold, you know, or uh, one of those high-end Visa cards, right? It's thick, it's yep. glossy, the whole deal. Yeah, it's that, not something they're just going to throw away. Exactly. They're actually going to put it in their wallet, probably next to their actual credit card, and they're going to use it at some point. So that's a great tip. And then all the tip that I'll throw is the one you said, uh, you know, showcase this stuff, show it off on social media and don't just like put, take a picture of a t-shirt, get your most photogenic members to put it on and then have them smile. And mm-hmm. away you go. Social proof herd mentality works. I am looking yep. at the founders club timeline that is available for free on startedgym.com. Did you follow this or did you make some variations to it? Uh, I pretty much followed it to a T. I think I might've opened it up uh, a little bit earlier. Um, I'm trying to think. So we got into the space in the beginning of May I opened up Founders Club middle March, um, so about a month and a half. So yeah, that actually lines up. Um, and then some people will choose to close their Founders Club the day that they start operating. Other people will extend that uh, past you know the actual soft opening day, and maybe they have a grand opening a couple of weeks later, um, which is totally fine because the fact is when when you're first opening, all you're trying to do is just start. And you're just trying to recognize that there are systems to be built and documented. And for someone looking to join the gym, sometimes they do want to come in and see it operating and then they'll join. So I tell my mentees who are, I've had several that have opened gyms, you know, feel free to extend that founders club, um, especially if it's, if it's got the juice, if it's still running and people are still interested in it, if it's working, you know, um, you know, don't, don't cut it off. Um, so yes, there is something to be said about the scarcity and the, um, the, the, the time aspect, but you also, you know, don't want to cut yourself off from taking advantage of people who are interested in joining the gym. Yeah. And I'm looking at this thing. It's exactly right. Three to four months. It's a timeline. It's a seven page document, three to four months out. It has everything from like bring coffee to local businesses. It's got social media campaigns in there. It's got background work. It tells you about the offer and all sorts of different stuff. Exactly what you said about laying it out. It's got everything. So go in there again, start at gym.com. That's where you're going to get this thing. We could literally sell this thing. I'm not totally sure why we're giving it away for free. So you need to go <laughs> get it. It is worth money. The thing that I want to ask you, Chris, is a big one for gym owners who are trying to start. How much work was the Founders Club? Can you put a time, like how much, like, because we're super busy. If we're trying to start a gym, we've got permitting and the government and all this other stuff to try and do. How much work and time goes into the Founders Club? Because to me, it doesn't look like a huge amount, but it has a huge reward. It's work, but it doesn't look overwhelming to me. It's not a lot of work because before you're actually operating, you don't have the time taken up of coaching classes, of coaching PT sessions. So what are you going to spend your time on? Well, what you marketing. should spend your time on is recognizing, <laughs> yeah, is marketing basically, and recognizing that the best way to start is in a profitable state, ideally, right? And so 
if you can, you know, just think of, of any of the major franchises out there, um, your Orange Theories at 45s, like they have goals of having hundreds of members before they even open. We only need about, let's say, 30, 30 to 50 to be really profitable uh, for our size businesses, right? So if you can get out there and recognize that, yeah, sure, there's going to be some decision making on the things you want to offer. Um, you don't honestly even have to order the t-shirts ahead of time because the fact is I don't want you having a huge amount of inventory on a founders club shirt. And then it, it says the word founders club. And then you have, you know, 50 extra we'll shirts of different those. sizes, yeah. right? So all you do is you say, Hey, anyone who joins, we're going to take your shirt size. We're going to order these once we have our actual founders club, that way we're not going to lose out on inventory and stock. So, you know, that's not even something that you need to order ahead of time and get yourself in a hole with. So, yeah, it, it takes some knowledge of what you want to be doing, but that's why we created these guides for you to shortcut that. And it also requires you to market it. So a lot of people think that because they post it once or twice that everyone in the world has seen it and everyone that they want has seen it. But the fact is we need to keep posting and posting and posting to the point where we're probably sick of the content that we are posting only because we know that somebody may have only seen it the most recent time you posted it. So basically over communicating whatever offer it is that you have um, where you think you're posting too much. But the fact is for anyone outside and public looking in, it's probably a very normal amount, especially yeah. for any sort of marketing campaign. The only people who see all your social media are the people who post it. I guarantee that. All your guarantee. followers do not see your stuff. You could post the same thing every day and new people would see it. I guarantee that because of the way algorithms work, because of the volume of stuff on social media, keep posting, follow our timeline. I'll say that again, follow the instructions. It's not made up. It does work. Stick to the plan. Okay. Chris, when, I apologize. I said the name of your gym wrong in the intro. My apologies. It's Kana, correct? Yeah. Kana Fitness. It's uh Icelandic word for explore and also pot of coffee. Okay, so my apologies on that, but when you opened it originally, were you profitable on day one? Uh, we were break even profitable. Okay. So um, I was paying myself a couple hundred bucks uh, the first month uh, because that was something that I did. I, you know, I had already been following all of Two Brains podcasts, and Coop already had one or two books out at the time. So I knew to pay myself, and I had enough to pay myself. But I mean by no means was I like killing it. Um, I, I definitely needed to build that membership up. For sure. So if you had, if you had uh, paid yourself, you know, what we'll call the wage you're paying now, your gym would not have been profitable on day one. Oh, no way. No yeah. way. No, I don't even know if I made what I pay myself now uh, in the total revenue. No. Could you go back in time if you had put the founders club in place back in time and started with that? What do you think would have happened? Uh, completely different ballgame. I mean, part of my, you know, I was in 2,200 square feet. My rent was only 1,800 nice. bucks, right? That's so good. like part of the overall strategy was to st start small and then Wise. build up. So um, I benefited from a lot of the, you know, old school gym owners that I talked to uh, and picking their brains about this, right? Um, but looking back, I mean, I had, I had a, a bit of an audience because I was coaching at other local gyms. And so I had people that were ready to go. So I kind of had an organic founders club. But if I actually put into practice what Two Brain now teaches and has codified into what we call, now call founders club, man, uh, it, sky's the limit. I mean, 
I opened with 20 something, mid 20 uh, in terms of membership, but I could have easily opened with over 50 and uh, and moved in and had the funds to move into a bigger space even sooner. It would have yeah. shaved years off the evolution of the gym. It would have, sa- it would have, I wouldn't have as much gray hair if I had done it back in 2010 when I opened my gym, I'll put it that way. <laughs> right. I might be well, retired And it's now. also, yeah, like I told my mentees, like the compounding effects of even a yes. thousand extra dollars a month is incredible. Like a lot of people focus on a thousand dollar extra a month, but when you look at it over a year, that's actually $12,000 over that year, let alone the future years. So even though $500, $1,000, certainly more than that is, you know, going to be seen as a good amount, like you have to realize the compounding effects. So if in a year you want to be making 24,000 extra dollars to help pay for someone else's salary or, or staff member, well, that's only $2,000 a month. That's not a lot of money. So any sort of leg up that you can get or any sort of shortcut that you can learn from people who have been there, done that, which is why I believe in mentorship, because it's it's really a shortcut to, to not making the mistakes that a lot of us have already made. That is the real benefit. Um, so yeah, so many people open up and they have no idea what they're doing and they just expect people to show up. And it's like in this day and age, especially 2022, you cannot rely on just if they build it, if, if I build it, they will come. It is a myth. Have you, with your mentees, have you seen anyone implement the Founders Club? I literally have two mem- two mentees that are opening gyms. So um, yeah, they're, they have double digit members, which is great, uh, but they're keeping the Founders Club open because we talked about the idea that, yeah, you want to ride the wave of excitement and you want people to come in and see it. So. Yeah. And we have seen this done uh, again. Chris Cooper's written over in the book, start a gym. We have seen for years, many, many gyms use this plan, which has been improved over time since it first appeared. It's always adjusted to be better as it, as it goes. We've seen like double digit numbers and some of the big ones are approaching a hundred. So we're getting like gyms that are doing that. I'm not guaranteeing you'll get a hundred members, but you are going to get a bunch of members that you would not have gotten. Chris, thank you so much for sharing your story here. Uh, I really appreciate it. I, I hope the new location goes really well for you. Thanks. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. It's yeah, we have a very strong kids program, so to be able to run kids classes concurrently with a while their parents are working out in the adult group class on the other side of the gym is is amazing. We're happy. Listeners, uh, you might be able to work with Chris if you want. He's also a mentor. That was uh, Chris on Two Brain Radio. Start a gym. Startagym.com. Go there. Get the stuff. Take a look at it. You can get Chris's book. You can get free resources. You can also sign up for the Start a Gym course. These things will help you. They will take tons and tons of time off your development as a gym owner. You will go further faster than if you just do it on your own. Check it out, startagym.com. Thanks for listening to Two Brain Radio. Please hit subscribe on your way out wherever you're watching or listening. Now, here's Chris Cooper with a final message. Hey, it's Two Brain founder Chris Cooper with a quick note. The Gym Owners United Facebook group has more than 5,600 members, and it's growing daily. If you aren't benefiting from the free tips and tactics and resources that I post daily in that group, what are you waiting for? Get in there and grow your business. That's Gym Owners United on Facebook or www.gymownersunited.com. Join today. 